Hi, and welcome to the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Harris. This podcast is all about helping leaders understand how do they get focus, flow, and fun. Over the course of this podcast, I'll be working with and interviewing senior people, leaders, and authors from around the world who will be giving their insights, their questions, their challenges around how they and the people that they work with become frank and fearless. Hi, and welcome to the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast. I'm Adam Harris, and today I'm just going to be talking a little bit about me, about Frank and Fearless, and what it means to you and why you should listen. So let's start off with Frank and Fearless. What what does it all mean? Well, one of the things that I've noticed over the last 12 years of working with chief execs, MDs, business owners, and senior leadership teams is that more often than not, the right conversations at the right time are just not being had. And there's a number of reasons why this happens. The first thing is fear. I often find that people in positions, wherever they are within the organisation, means that they have this fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. A lot of the times that's down to the fact that potentially their position uh, of employment or role or kudos within, sometimes internally but also externally, may well be at threat. So often they sit back and they don't necessarily have the right conversations with the right people. So fear really does come into it. And you might be listening now and thinking to yourself, actually, do you know what? There are certain conversations at certain times that I'm just not having with people. So that's the first thing is fear. Uh, The second thing is success. And, And to an extent, there's a level of fear, the fear of success, that actually by stepping out of the comfort zone, by sometimes doing the things that you haven't done before, that are a little bit scary, that are a little bit out of your comfort zone, is that actually it's okay and comfortable in doing the same things that we've always done uh, and actually that we'll get the same level of results. You know, we'll always do what we've always done and we'll always get what we've always got. Um, And actually, some of the times it's really need to look at yourself and be frank and fearless and be completely honest and say, am I just doing the same thing expecting differing results? So a large part about being frank and fearless is actually about standing up, about looking at yourself in the mirror and really thinking on a constant basis, am I doing the right thing? And there's a number of ways of doing this. One, you're listening to this podcast, so that's great. The second thing is to read, observe, reflect. You can be doing this with yourself. These tools are really there to just prod and poke. It might be the case that you get coaching. I got into coaching 12 years ago, almost by mistake, but actually it's been one of the best things for me because not only am I working and supporting other people, but actually I'm coaching and supporting myself every single day because the questions and the challenges that I ask of others, I'm absolutely asking of myself at the same point. Um, It's also worth considering uh, who are the people that you've got within your life Uh, that are supporting you, that are challenging you, that are giving you that input that maybe you can't necessarily give yourself. You know, one of the the famous quotes is, 
you are plus or minus 10% of the five people that you hang around with. So who are those five people in your life that you're spending that time with that are imparting, questioning and challenging your knowledge and more importantly, the decisions that you're making? You know, one of the things I often say as a coach is that my role isn't necessarily at all about answering questions, but actually about questioning your questions. A lot of the times that we know and we've got the insight in ourselves, but it's that fear again of success. It might be FOMO, the fear of missing out, but actually you just need to get into that state of really, really challenging yourself to be able to move forward. So where did Frank and Fearless come from? When I tell people, you know, this is the name of my business, they say, do you know what, Adam, that really suits you. Frank and Fearless is definitely what you're all about. Um, I kind of, my, my previous business was called Fresh Mindset, and that was around a level of similarity in just helping people understand, twisting the kaleidoscope of the view and the vision to get to the stage of just seeing and understanding a different point of view. Um, A speaker friend of mine, Paul McGee, talks about uh, the beach ball, the aspect of having a beach ball in front of you and you're being able to see three different colours. And then on the other side, uh, the opposite person to you sees three completely different colours. Our perception is often our reality. Uh, And one of the things that is really important and the distinction that I often see between being a manager and being a leader is that leaders really are able to see and have great empathy in putting themselves in somebody else's position. They're able to almost uh, pick themselves up, transport themselves into the other person's body and mind and begin to see and understand that differing perspective. And When you're listening to this now, you'll be able to think of those people, those significant people that you've had during your life that were able to listen without judgment, that didn't necessarily offer the solution. They offered the space for you to just be open, to be vulnerable, to be yourself without that level of judgment. The ability to just be able to get that clarity And sometimes just by holding the space, that actually allowed you to get to this stage where you were able to make a decision. It might not necessarily have been the decision that you'd make now, but that space allowed you to get that clarity and understanding to be able to make a decision. And sometimes that's the most important thing, is to actually just be able to make a decision and be able to move forward. So some of you will play golf, but even if you don't play golf, you'll be aware and understanding of how the game of golf works. So imagine you're stood on the first tee. You can see the hole. It's about 327 yards with a dog leg to the left. Uh, You're stood there. You're surveying the scene in front of you. What have you got to come? You've got the trees. You've got the rough. You've got the fairway, which is the short, smooth grass. You've then got the obstacles in front of you. So you've got the uh, you've got the sand bunkers. You've got the water. You've got the bridge to go over. So you've now got a, an assessing the landscape in front of you. 
You then look at the conditions. So you lick your finger, you put your finger in the air, just to understand and work out which way the wind is going. Uh, you, if you can see the flag, you'll see which way and how much it's blowing. So you, again, you're beginning to understand the parameters that you've got to work with in front of you. You then turn to your bag, your tools, your kit, um, and you look inside and you go, right, okay, I've got all of these different clubs, what do I use? So do you go for a driver that's really going to hit it and go really far, but might not necessarily get the accuracy? Or do you go for an iron, which is going to get you almost pinpoint accuracy, but not going to get you the distance? So you do all of this to survey and understand uh, what's in front of you. And you might take some practice swings and you might procrastinate on which club that you're going to hit. And sometimes, just like life and being in business and anything that you come across, is that sometimes the most important thing is to hit the ball. Too much time is spent uh, procrastinating to overthinking. You know, we get caught up with the mental models and the things that go on in our heads that actually stops us moving forward. If by moving forward and hitting the ball, what will begin to happen is that you will be able to get motion. And by getting motion, you might and probably won't go in a straight line, but at least you'll be getting some momentum and moving forward. That is the key that's really, really important to be able to do that moving forward. So who am I? I'm... Adam, I'm 42. I'm now living in New Zealand, and I'll come back to that. Uh, I've been, I've had loads of different roles and things over the years. I seem to kind of evolve every sort of seven to eight years in the professional careers that I've had over my time. Sometimes I look back and can't believe some of the things that I've done. Uh, I've been on stage in front of 5,000 people. I had a, ba a business which supplied inflatable extras, uh, 10,000 of them at one point, to the TV and film industry. I used to be a professional lookalike. Um, I've been on TV. It, just many things. I, I, and part of that is, is that I just always see things as opportunity. So I am definitely an opportunist. Um, I love trying and doing new things. Variety for me is definitely the spice of life. Uh, it allows me in all of the things that I do to get different views, different perspectives. And I spend so much of my time just listening, listening to others, understanding how they work, how they tick, what motivates them, what drives them, what upsets them, what really gets them out of bed and really, really gets them going. Um, I have, for the last 12 years, been a provocateur of challenging questions and that's one of the reasons why uh, the business is called frank and fearless because actually sometimes we need to be frank first and foremost with ourselves second of all with those people around us and we also need to be a little bit more fearless in stepping to the edge of our comfort zone where absolutely is the where, is the place where growth happens um, you think about where you get the exhilaration. If we stay in the safety zone, then life becomes a little bit complacent. It be can become quite boring. And actually, for me, the challenge is every single day just doing one more thing 
that is going to make me feel a little bit more uncomfortable. And it doesn't necessarily have to be really grand and really big. Sometimes it's just doing the small things. Uh, Sometimes it's just doing that thing that you really do not want to do. For example, today I set myself the intention that I was going to call five people about a a new product that we've just created. I'm not the best salesperson in the world. I don't necessarily feel comfortable in doing it. But actually, I need to push myself. I need to create my own personal level of accountability. And actually, creating the business, Frank and Fearless, is absolutely holding me more to account now than it ever has done. And the team that I've now created that also works within the organization, their role is to do exactly that, is to hold the mirror up in front of your face, is to challenge, to support, to push, to grow, to get those small monumental wins which allow us to become a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. Um, I originally qualified as a teacher, so I absolutely love the aspect of teaching. Um, Some of my fondest, best memories are when I was in the classroom. And for those of you that um, will have been within the classroom, one of the things that teachers often talk about is the light bulb moment, is that that moment in time when an individual begins and understands to realise something for themselves. You may well have had that for yourself or for the people that work for you or even with your kids. You could just see the joy, the anticipation, the ability on their faces when they really begin to just get something for themselves. So years later, I end up becoming a coach. And the main difference between being a teacher and being a coach is, in theory, I'm just working with adults. Um, Sometimes that can be a blessing. Uh, sometimes you seem to get a little bit more pushback than I did when I was in the classroom environment, but it still gives me the same amount of enjoyment. It still gives me the same amount of buzz. And, you know, since I've grown and developed the different ways of intervention, uh, that's the thing now that excites me. You know, just to think that somebody is listening to this podcast and that a person will take action and do something differently as a result of hearing my voice or hearing an interview or a conversation with somebody, that really, really gets me going, really gets me excited and and fills me with with pride. One of the things I often say is that all of the things that we learn, we pretty much already know them, but sometimes we need to hear them at a different point in time. So you, you think when you go and watch a movie or when you hear a speaker or you watch a TED Talk, is that you're, you're, you're watching exactly the same thing as the person next to you, but somebody else will have taken a different thing from that because at that moment in time, they needed to hear or listen to that piece of nugget, that key piece of information that wherever they're at within their journey means that they've now seen and heard something which has just challenged their level of thinking. That's what really is important is is that we find and create these moments where we're challenging the status quo. We're thinking and feeling and having conversations about different things that makes us think in a different way. Um, 
the work that I do and the reason why I'm passionate about it is because I suppose in some ways I'm an informational junkie. Um, I often have conversations with uh, with people around, you know, they say, so Adam, what was the last book that you read? Um, you know, and I found myself over the years that actually my way of learning is experiential and learning by doing and being with other people, whether that be one-on-one, whether that be working with boards and leadership teams, or whether that be with the mastermind groups that we run. I always find that actually practicing and hearing real life situations, problems and opportunities, that's where I get my passion from. Being in a room and just using that intuition, the inquisitive nature that I've got in being able to prod and poke and ask the questions that are really going to make people feel slightly uncomfortable, but also at the same time, you know, the the, the phrase that I, I yearn to hear on a daily basis is, hey Adam, that's a really good question. When I when I hear that, that's all you know, that's the endorphin rush that I get because I know that I I've pushed a button that the individual has not managed to find for themselves. Um, they may well absolutely have been able to ask it of somebody else, but at that moment in time, when you're living and breathing the issue, the problem, or the opportunity that you've got, sometimes you can't necessarily see what's right in front of you. So you need that challenge or that support, whether that come from a, a friend, whether it come from a peer, whether it come from a manager or a leader, or a coach, or a mastermind group, um, hopefully not the police, uh, but you, we, we need those levels of interventions to spark our mind and thinking in a different way. And for me, I love doing that by working with people, not necessarily reading uh, is, is what works for me. Um, so focus, flow and fun. Frank and Phyllis is absolutely about those three things. So let's start with fun. One of the things that I often find is I go into organisations, I speak to businesses, managers, leaders, owners, teams, and there's this boredom of verbatim about everything that's been done and the tone. There's a lack of energy. There's a lack of desire. There's a lack of passion because the business creates and exists to do certain things, but it's missing an opportunity for so much more. You know, if we go to this place of work, whether it be physically or online, surely we should get it to the stage of making and having some fun. And I'm not saying that we should be having fun every single day and we should be doing high ropes course, but you've got to create the energy in the in the environment that means that it's it's a little bit more than mundane and boring like so many other places are. Um, you know, why do we need to have permission to make the work environment a little bit more fun? What is it that you and the business that you work within, even if it's just you and your colleague, you know, what is it that you can be doing slightly differently to add more energy? The more energy, the more fun you have within the workplace, the greater the environment, the more productive, the more exciting that you want to be there. And the things that you do as a team with the customers, with your suppliers, 
just becomes so much more enjoyable and gives you a reason and a benefit to go into the environment. Flow. So some of you listening to this may well have had that situation where time just seems to evaporate and you are absolutely in a state of flow because the work that you are doing is so enjoyable, is so intently exactly what you want to be doing. It's your A game. And what I mean by A game is it's the things that you love doing and the things that you are absolutely great at. And when you can find that space and you can create and manifest the role, the job, the business, the position that means that you have a state of flow on a consistent basis, that means that you, again, you're not going to work to do a job. You're going to a place of employment that means that you are able to do something that you love and enjoy. That means, and you've heard people say, I can't remember the last time I went to work because they are in a place that allows them and has created the space and the opportunity for them to be in flow, doing exactly what they want, more often than not when they want to do it. So how and what do you need to do to create that space and that environment for you? And you know, as we go through the podcasts, I'll be interviewing a lot of people that haven't always been there, but are, some of them are definitely in that place of being in a state of flow. And focus. When you can have focus and you're able to work on the right things at the right time, then you achieve the results that you need to, not just for yourself, but also for the people that working with you and around you. One of the things that I do on a consistent basis is I journal, I reflect uh, on a daily basis, both in the morning and in the evening. Um, this helps me set my intention, my focus for the day. Uh, it allows me to challenge myself, to get out of my comfort zone, to eat the frog for breakfast, to hit the ball, to do the things that I don't really want to do, but I know that I've got to do them. And as I start getting and doing that, it allows me to be frank with myself. It allows me to hold myself accountable to do the things that I need to do. It also means that I'm tackling and being more fearless. I'm allowing myself to feel uncomfortably comfortable I'm looking at the things that I need to do on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, that I have to do. And we've all got those things. You know, uh, fortunately, I've managed to get to the stage where, you know, I know that it's important to work to my strengths and manage my weaknesses. And part of the thing for me by managing my weaknesses is, one, delegate and elevate to people within the organisation that I can do. Uh, And anything else that I've still got on my list is that I just have to go through it. I am always looking at getting myself to be uncomfortable, whether that be climbing waterfalls like I did a couple of months ago uh, with the family or whether it's making that call that I really just don't feel comfortable in doing. It's important that we get to that stage because like any other muscle, 
whether that be in the, in the mind or in the body, the more we work it, the harder and stronger it becomes. So by tackling and doing those things that we don't feel comfortable in doing, we get to the stage of being uncomfortably comfortable. I would love to hear from you to understand how you live a frank and fearless way in your life. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you want to hear more from Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favourite player so that we download straight away, ready for you to hear our next episode. I'd also love it if you could rate and review this episode so that others can see what this podcast is all about. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, so head on over to LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram and message me. See you next time.